0: Welcome back, guys, to another Anime d BS Hour. This is episode 23 coming at you live. Um, so today we have uh, another two segments. Our first is going to be our spring 2023 recap. This is going to be of our personal favorites this time. Uh, me and Dan did the recap of our actual weekly rundown last week, and then we're going to get into uh, a segment we call Teach Us, Sensei. Um sure this is, isn't going to be the last time we talk about it, but I think you guys are really going to like it. Uh, but before we get into all that, y'all, y'all have some news for the people?
1: There it is. I was about to say, I got some news for the people. Bash should uh, turn down the intro music a little more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, go for it then. I doubt, I doubt you
1: guys could hear it on the podcast, so we could just hear it in our headphones. And I'm like, this is going to get very distracting really quick when it starts playing like <laughs> copyrighted music and I'm having a panic attack.
0: <laughs> I got you. I checked after I said all that. I was like, wait a second. This don't feel right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, to start off with some news. um, So I was actually just scrolling Twitter and I saw that Zom 100 already has a live action movie coming out in August. And like we just watched the first episode of that anime on Sunday. Yes. (laughs) So they're releasing at the same time, which I think is really interesting. But that got us looking and there are 17 live action anime adaptions in production right now. And that's nuts because like live action anime sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does, man. Uh, and like that's 17, not including Zom. So it's 18 total in the works right now. Uh, I think we have like My Hero and Death Note and, and several others. Uh, sort on the Line, Attack on Titan, Yu Yu Hakusho, Gundam and a bunch more. And I am afraid what they're doing to my genre right now
1: yeah i mean the only one of those that like really seems like it could work would be gundam because uh it's being directed by the director behind kong skull island and like there's been some really good giant robot uh live action movies like mm-hmm. uh pacific rim is what i'm thinking of so that might be one they can make work it's going to be a lot of cgi in the space battles but i'll have to say
0: i think that's fine like as long as you have enough budget to do like the mechas and the and the um Space, I think you're fine. Um, like you said, we have seen it with things like transformers, like uh, transformers. Like you can do good, Becca, um, but when you get into like anime powers, it looks it looks a little weird after a while. You know, you can't do it, it; they can't just get it just right, and it costs like millions and millions of dollars to do so.
1: I'm so excited to see some really crappy CGI Deku with like the one for all power <laughs> coursing through them
0: Oh no, it's man. gonna be so bad. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs>
2: I think I think uh I think one punch man could uh do a decent job though, you know? Possibly.
0: That's gonna be tough because you have like all the different like I'm not so much worried about the powers, it's like how you animate like the all the different monsters. Actual monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Well that
1: and I feel like one punch man does a really good job with funny facial expressions like all the deadpan faces and stuff. And you can't do that. You can't do that IRL. Like it's going to look so stupid. And the fact that like they're going to make them bald, but it's not going to be like that exaggerated shiny ass head.
0: They're going to have to wax that bit.
1: (laughs) They're going to be hitting it with Pam, Pam before every scene, get it nice and shiny.
0: They should dude. They should. Um, But yeah, like that. See, so the thing I like about animation is like that you can kind of like, if you can imagine it, you can draw it right. And you can animate it. Uh, When you get into live action, like there's you're constricted to buy what looks fairly realistic, even though you do have CGI, like you can't do exactly what you want or exactly what the anime is. So you have to like figure out how to adapt it. And I feel like it takes away from it a lot of the times.
1: Yeah. And I guess I am kind of excited to see an American's take on some of these shows because Death Note and Attack on Titan have already had live action um, movies produced by Japanese companies. And they were uh subpar to say the least.
0: Did you see this? I don't know if it's a new Attack on Titan uh live action, but Mikasu's boobs were like and a bro, pretty tiny push-up bra and it was fucking hilarious. That's I don't
2: know awesome. if, I don't know if that's <laughs> actually like a um uh official footage or if that's like actual like uh no-no stuff, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> no. oh. You know, the the live-action pizza ex- delivery mail no type shit. shit. Yeah. The live-action
0: attack on Titan hentai is what we're talking about here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, almost all these are probably going to flop. I mean, just to being completely honest, uh, I try not to even look at it. Like I've said multiple times on this show, I have been scarred uh, by Avatar The Last Airbender and uh, you guys are going to have to watch it first.
2: Well, I ain't gonna lie. If if that is official, the Mika and Aaron thing, I, I'm watching that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: yo. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, they could be getting better because there's some good studios behind it now. I mean, Netflix is producing a lot of them, but I saw that like Legendary Films is doing My Heroes. So that, that that could have potential. And I mean, like the superhero genre is really good like all the marvel movies so like if they that's can i mean true. they don't have the budget though See, they don't have the, that's the thing there's no marvel budget behind that but that shows super popular so it might, it might get some good funding i don't know
0: yeah we'll, we'll have to see but i will not be the first person with my toes in the water
1: Believe no
0: that
1: and more importantly after uh the four-week hiatus the one piece manga is back this week so if you're reading the manga, check uh, your Shonen Jump app on Sunday, or if you're like me, you go find some illegal rips where people do fan translations and read it before you see all the spoilers.
0: <laughs> Bye.
2: Because there's already spoilers <laughs> out, bro. Uh, I'm seeing them already. Oh, I don't. So. I don't look at. I
1: don't look at the written spoilers. It's when they start putting all the pictures on. I'm like, I'm. I gotta look now.
2: No, like I haven't really seen. Like I, I keep on scrolling or whatever. But they mm. already got spoilers out for the next episode. So on twitter like they're talking about the shit and i'm just like bro just wait like we're we're like still six or five days away from that shit so
1: let my boys at tcb scans cook and then you can spoil it
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah mvps you ready to uh get into our first segment definitely
1: uh do you want me to take the little introduction of it
0: yeah go for it brother
1: so we are doing a spring twenty-three recap. Uh primarily we're trying to do shows that we weren't on the rundown, but we do have a couple on there just because uh some of us aren't as um diverse in their weekly animes that they watch.
0: Look, man, I'm just not that active like this, <laughs> but, damn. damn, calling out bass like that. Immediately bro. like we didn't even get What's into it. What's up with yet. it? <laughs>
2: y'all just y'all was just on vacation again. Like you should have like Got so, back at him or something, bass. I'm getting
1: back at him now for all the crap he talked about my golf game. Dude, oh. I was I was
0: kinda going in, I ain't gonna lie. Understandable. <laughs> I heard it was trash.
1: The, the, wow. I want to oh, see you
0: pick shit. up some clubs, Tyler. I'm,
2: uh, the, the, i would be hitting you're it. Coming, like a, you're coming on
0: the next golf trip, but the, the, the yeah, I
2: would be hitting it like what's his name? Uh, Bowser or whatever in uh golf, <laughs> golf? Yeah. The, the twenty
1: <laughs> the twenty-something years of golf experience versus the one is a very big difference.
0: it, it is pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I've never i I've only swung a golf club like uh five times. Um, so
0: see and, and you know I try to stay respectful because like, I'm not a big shit talker when it comes to golf but Dan really brings it out of me um, <laughs> I think at I, one point I was like yelling through some bushes like that guy fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> he and I believe at me. they threw a golf ball at me at
1: some point and I got terrified thinking the people behind me were hitting up and I was like what <laughs> the fuck because <laughs> I'm like standing in the middle of a fairway to ball this so I'm like am I going to die
0: <laughs> the old hand wedge got him
1: hey man you hear a ball bounce you're worried (laughs) sure but getting back to our topic here uh so there was a lot of hype for summer 2023 but in our opinion it spring 23 had some bangers you know we were all kind of worried that summer 23 was going to overshadow the hype for spring 23 um so we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows not even our favorite shows some shows that we really enjoyed for this season and um you know if you guys have any thoughts and your favorites make sure to join the discord uh we're gonna say it a million times probably time to join it little linktree.com slash anime degens hashtag it, is live, plug.
0: it, it <laughs> is live in there bro or hit, up, hit us up on twitter we're pretty active honestly yeah um, but i'll get us started with um an anime that is so underrated it fucking hurts me Um, This is Vinland Saga Season 2. It has an 8.84 on my anime list. Um, I watched Season 1, like, at the beginning of this year, and then as soon as Season 2 dropped, I immediately started watching it. Uh, Season 1 kind of focused on... I've introduced this before on the show, so I'm not going to do, like, a a rundown of that again, but I I will tell you guys, you know, Season 1 kind of focused on the fighting and people's, you know, reasons for fighting and war, which was pretty much, like, either pleasure, greed, protection of their homes. Uh, Some people had no reason. They just like fighting it. And some people like doing it for the glory. And in season two, we see a big change. I was expecting more gas ass fights. If you haven't checked out this anime, please do. Uh, You're you're doing yourself a favor. Um, But then it kind of shifts to, you know, more of the reasons, uh, I guess more like the philosophy of our main character, Thorfinn, uh, who was made a slave. I'm not going to get too much into the plot. I want you guys to go watch this. And, he kind of learns what it means to be a true warrior. That's like the main theme I would say in this anime is him trying to become a true warrior. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys watch season two, but like some people are calling it a masterpiece. I don't know if I'd say all that, but it was really, really fucking good. I yeah.
2: Heard
1: it. I, uh, I was just, I, I think your use of the word under underrated here is kind of uh that's kind of a jump. This show is very, very highly praised and well regarded. So,
0: a lot it, people it, giving it, it tens, you know. Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I don't think, I still don't think it gets enough attention. I, I hear what you guys are saying, but after watching those two seasons back to back, the storytelling, it as far as recent anime goes, is only rivaled by a couple of shows. Uh, the chore, the fight choreography is is amazing, but then like season two, it gets some heavy into philosophy and we don't see a lot of anime do that it takes a break from the fighting which i was at first disappointed in and i was like what are they going to do and then it really really slowed down and i was like i'm not sure about this and then maybe the last seven or eight episodes nine or ten episodes i'm going to say um because it was a 26 episode season um it really brought forth a lot more plot points it got deeper. It, it gave you a deeper connection to the characters. I think a lot of the first season, I was really frustrated with Thorfinn about how he was acting and how he was going about getting his revenge. Um, but then he, he, he kind of like loses that and he gains a whole new way of living. You know, he goes from a broken man to one that's very fucking resolute. And man, I just, I finished it. I actually finished this yesterday, last night, uh, for the show. I had been watching it, but I kind of fell off of the vacation and all the stuff I got going on buying a house y'all it's fucking stressful <laughs> <laughs> um but please go check this out it's as an eight 8.8 uh this season standing by itself i'd give it a high eight low nine uh, a lot of people are giving it tens which i can all i could see why they do that but the middle portion of it was very very slow and i think they could have cut out probably three or four episodes from it
2: I think there's. I think I've seen a lot of people saying it felt more slice of lifey. Would that be a correct uh, uh, way to describe it?
0: I, I could. I could definitely hear that. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, there's almost no fighting. Uh, they're just kind of going about their day to day lives and kind of figuring out ways out of situations and like, you know, what's next? What are we gonna do? Uh, how are we gonna get out of the situation? And uh, and then like I also said the first time we reviewed this that it's like Game of Thrones where it jumps around to different people and it didn't do that as much, but it definitely kept up with the plot and the storytelling. And it's just, it blew me out of the water, man.
2: Okay. Well, um, I guess I'll get into my, uh, first, uh, favorite of spring top three, and it's going to be Oshinoko. Uh, I'm sure y'all have heard me talk about it a lot on this show and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, I really ship it high. Uh, it's rated eight point eight seven on Mal. It finally came down. So uh, after being <laughs> what up, was it at? Up,
0: Like oh, it was the had...
2: one for a while. So
1: and, yeah, uh, it was the most blown out of proportion thing I ever seen in my life. They had it above <laughs> Full Metal Brotherhood, dude. I, I think it, it nah. was like,
2: Like nine point. It was like 9 point, uh, ten, fifteen or something like that. And oh, like damn. I said, it it didn't come down a lot, you know, but it still came down. You know, enough to drop it down into like the 15s, 20s of Mao. So, okay. yeah.
1: And going off that too, I'm sure the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Attack on Titan fanboys went in and plagued it. I mean, Mall is a yeah. crapshoot. Like, you have to take half these ratings by a grain of salt because, like, you really do. If something passes those two shows, <laughs> the, the fans are so insane. They go on Reddits and get people to crowd spam bad
0: ratings. Like it's actually insane. <laughs> it's, it's a little fucked. Uh but yeah, no. I, I couldn't imagine many shows uh being better than uh full metal alchemist brotherhood. Straight. But up.
2: this is basically um a reincarnation uh, singing with idol themes and basically uh it's 11 episodes with the first episode being like 45 minutes long or something like that it's like really long it's a couple episodes in one and it basically follows a doctor that was murdered and his recently deceased cancer patient who was reborn as twins to a famous idol and it shows them navigating like the highs and lows of uh, Japan's entertainment industry as they grow up and live their lives um. Obviously, I'm leaving out a some really big plot points that happened in the first episode. Um, um, because they are huge spoilers. Uh, there's a reason why the first episode that was 45 minutes long, uh, is being touted as like one of the arguably one of the best uh, first uh, episodes in anime history. So. Uh, because it's just the roller coaster it gives you and it just it's just so good uh, but have y'all ever thought about checking that out or is it is it not, not, my, up not my cup
1: of tea and yeah. I, I heard something really kind of messed up about this show i think it was episode <laughs> six where they actually took a real life suicide scenario and basically, like, copped it up word for word. Like, they were using the same cyberbullying, like, messages and stuff like that in the show that happened in real life, and it, it, like, fucked up the mother of whose daughter passed away. So, I don't know if I'm watching this one. That was really fucked up. That, well, is, that,
0: that is fucked up. Yeah, you gotta ask for
1: permission on that shit, dude.
2: Yeah, so that that is uh, pretty messed up that they did. that. I didn't see that, but that episode did get a lot of heat because they did it, you know, um, very... Uh, it portrayed like real life very well, and now it makes sense. And you know, the aftermath of that was uh, I think they 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 showed it pretty well of what you actually should do, maybe or try to do in order to help someone that's going through that. So, um, but all that was like, um, uh, done. Because a reality TV show, a reality dating show, uh, wanted to paint her to be uh, like that, and that's why she was in that situation. Is because, b- because of content, basically. It's yeah, like,
0: was... it's
2: actually it shows it. It's wild that it shows how the idol industry and entertainment industry is like in real. This is the way it is in real life, you know. Yeah, so I, it's wild just... that they actually show that. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's crazy they show that, but if I think you're going to take a pretty wor- like word for word scenario of something that happened to someone's family in real life. You should, uh,
2: no, I didn't know permission, that all, I guess. Though. Yeah, no, like yeah, it was yeah, a really big ask. deal.
1: It was a really big deal in Japan. And like, uh, the mother came out against the show, uh, basically because of it and the, the mangaka and all the Oshinoko fans were basically side rolling the mother after the fact.
0: Oh come and, on! Yeah, it,
1: it was really it was a really shitty scenario. So I don't know about watching the show for me. Like that just left a really bad taste in my mouth.
0: You should never ever do that to anybody. That that's so unfair you know. to do.
1: And uh, I just don't think it's up my alley. Idol, don't, idol I don't, I don't shit's fucking annoying.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just like the way it, it does the twist on it. You know, um, where okay. it's it's not like you think idol, you think you know just singing and stuff, but it's actually like we're seeing more behind the scenes of what idol people go through like, you know, and like it It really shows the dark side of the idol industry because I, what I'm not mentioning the doctor and the cancer patient, you know, um, they, they, they are like patient
0: too. God damn.
2: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> they both died and they was both really big fans of, you know, this, uh, really famous idol, uh, called, uh, AI, you know, and, um, uh, they was like like super fans, like you would almost say that they was I wouldn't say stalker, but like maybe, but they actually yes. got
1: yeah, I got gotcha. you,
2: yeah, the doctor actually gets you know uh killed by the stalker uh uh a i stalker, and that's how he got reincarnated um as her twin uh wow. as one of her twins, so like it's it's it brings these super fans and makes them her babies it, which is another like uh weird hey, unique thing so <laughs> okay yeah, okay um,
1: but i mean i it, like going off what tyler was saying though i mean if you think about like is there any actor or actress from disney channel who turned out normal no
2: so no. <laughs> we don't thing, see you know? that you know we we don't see Ooh. that we Ooh. only see what we we see on TV,
1: well, and, is, we see the aftermath of it yeah. when they're all over the news for. I mean, Britney Spears shaving her head and everything and else. Right. Orlando you
0: know? or Brown is certified crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a fucked up thing, you know, putting kids through all that. But um,
0: I've, I've not about the dollars. But- <laughs> <laughs> I've heard nothing dollars.
1: <laughs> I've heard nothing about but good things about the show besides that one little hiccup. Um, and I think it's interesting that you know, they are portraying that darker side of the entertainment industry. So I definitely see the appeal to it.
2: Yeah. And you know, uh, there's other things going on that I'm not hitting on, but yeah, uh, cause the spoiler reasons, but, um, that's about all I got for it. Uh, if, if y'all want to take a chance on like a, uh, a, a pretty good show that's only 11 episodes, then, you know, might as well, uh, like Dan said, episode six, That was pretty messed up. I didn't, I didn't even know about that. So, but GG's to that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I will get it a little lighter than that conversation with uh, flying <laughs> anime titty pillows and sex, drugs, and <laughs> rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a show that I—it's uh, a really good B tier anime, in my opinion. But I, it was really fun. Uh, so, I got Magical Destroyers as my first show I'm going to talk about. Uh, the mal rating is actually only a 6.39. Like it's, it's not nothing like to write home about, but it was really fun. Uh, so basically the plot goes like in 2008, there was a change in the Japanese government where they wanted to cancel otaku culture across the country cause it's poison. And, um, so basically they're capturing all the otakus throughout the entire country and putting them in like these internment camps. So like all of us would be fucked. I mean, I got a bunch of random video game and anime shit on this shelf. Hey, Tyler's got one piece stuff in the background. Like we're all, we're all going to an internment camp.
2: <laughs> I am a taco hero, bro. So
1: <laughs> There was an organism, a rebellion that rose led by Otaku Hero. And basically they're just creating a resistance army to basically put all these displaced geeks together to, you know, continue embracing their culture and hide from the government, and everything like that uh three years later the fires of rebellion are waning all hope seems lost for the otakus and all of a sudden three magical girls appear in front of our boy otaku hero anarchy blue and pink okay so basically (laughs) after that the rebellion gets a kickstart and they start trying to fight the sec which is the organization behind all of this so my thoughts to that the show is hilarious it's really fun but it's also really dark um, the show is just fucking unhinged. There's no other way to explain it. Like this is off the off the fucking <laughs> ch- chain, like insane. It's OK, super fun, though. Um, so I love the parallel between the three characters are Anarchy, Blue and Pink are the three magical girls. And they parallel the classic sex, drugs and rock and roll. Anarchy is an anarchist. She loves, you know, like that kind of vibe. That makes um, sense. I mean, all of that. Blue's just horny as shit like she's got scenes with a ball gag in her mouth like she's like wants to get tied up like all the Sir. Sir.
0: <laughs> big fan and then pink big fan <laughs> he tried to slip that shit in there you heard big that fan. shit tyler big fan, big fan. no boo's big great she's, too, my,
1: she's probably my favorite character because of how wild she is okay and okay. then pink loves drugs
2: there's a, ba, ba, ba. Ba, 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 ba.
1: gobo 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 yeah. she can't talk she just says <laughs> gobo and blue translates everything she says
0: <laughs> she's off the sands again
1: <laughs> but like there's a scene when they go f- try and bring uh, pink back to like the resistance army and they all end up tripping balls and going instead of pink's mind and it's just a fucking roller coaster of who knows what it's like an acid trip um, it's just it's a really fun show
2: so do you uh, think so do you think that blue can translate what pink says because blue knows how to has talked a lot with a ball gag in her mouth That
1: could be that's a very Ooh. feasible point here Ooh. I think it's I think it's just that magical girl
0: connection though you know See see I, I think it's like so you know like when uh, you talk to like a toddler like someone that's like 2 or like 3 and like they can't quite talk but their parents understand everything they're saying they've just been around them so much i think that's probably one of those situations oh no i mean
1: pink will be like gobo 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 and then blue will be like go rattle off a perfectly like fluent sentence see
0: yeah it's like
2: that it's the same thing anarchy you know what's up though i don't know (laughs) because she ain't got that ball gag bro (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the ending of it was really
1: unexpected. Uh, I don't think Tyler's finished it yet. So the ending, uh, like my jaw hit the floor. I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. And uh, crazy plot twist, which is super fun. And it got renewed for season two. So we're going to pick up right where it left off. I'm not sure when yet, but I'm pretty excited to watch. It. it was a really fun show. If you're just looking for a crapshoot to watch, it's like mm-hmm. 12 or 13 episodes. Definitely recommend it's bingeable in a weekend. And it's just super fun. I mean, the fact that they're using uh, anime body pillows as weapons is top tier fucking comedy in my opinion
2: yeah <laughs> the uh i'm pretty sure the intro and outro are kind of like unique and uh they're like wild too right
1: yeah the, the intro is fucking nuts um there's like scenes where like it starts glitching out and you see like actual videos of a cat and like all this other stuff and it's it's really bizarre okay yeah Really bizarre. <laughs> Might but, have to go
0: fuck with it. Might have to go fuck with it. You know, expand my horizons is day. You know, Let's if you wanted it.
1: to get into Magical Girls, like you talked about Sailor Moon. This is the show. Way, this is way it? better. Uh-huh. Okay. This, is, okay. this is Magical Girls for adults.
0: Big bet. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm giving it like a 6.3. You know, I, I, It wasn't anything to write home about, but it was a super solid B-tier anime, and I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I also, think... I, I'm giving it like a solid seven out of like i've watched a little over half of it so so far i got about a solid seven so
0: okay okay i'm harsher than tyler (laughs) (laughs) i think you're the most harsh uh uh critic on the show i am yeah i don't have
1: i don't have a single 10 in my book
0: (laughs) there we go i only got one i think so (laughs) i don't think i have a 10 i don't think i have a 10 but i got some i got a couple that are close uh, so, guys, this is the part of the, the show where I beat a dead horse. Um, <laughs> um, so I didn't watch many shows outside of our rundown. Uh, my aforementioned activities outside of, out of, outside of this podcast have kept me uh, away from the TV a uh, little more than what I would like, to be honest with you boys. Uh, but my, my, one of my favorites from spring was Hell Paradise. Uh, this is truly underrated um, on Malata 8.18. 13 episode season. We covered it. So I'm not going to go through uh, and explain it to you guys again, but uh, some things that I love and I said them last episode uh, was the great world building, uh, storytelling. and, And there was never a single dull episode. Like I can't think of one where I was like, you know what? It really just wasn't hitting this episode. Um, Maybe one, but, you know, I'm going to say zero for the story. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to say that the one that was
1: kind of dull was slow paced, but not because it just didn't have any action, but it built the world out really
0: well. So, like, right. You have to have that. You got to have that. Um, And extremely good pacing. Uh, There were some clean ass fights. I I listed a few. I mean, we're talking about 13 episodes. There were probably five or six really good fights, but I'm going to list three of my favorites. Uh, Gabi Mara versus Eugene. Uh, the first fight we saw against the Tencent, where he just straight up boxed the motherfucker up. I don't think Dan was here when, when me and Tyler talked about that one. Then um, you have Gabi Maro and Sagiri versus the giant of Benning, uh, where they kind of bent him over and, and got at the back of his neck. Pause. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I mean, it was the last uh, couple episodes of the season. It was Shion, Yuzuriha, Senta, Sagiri versus Mudan. Um, <clears throat> All of those were had great choreography Um, there. I'm a big I'm big when it comes to choreography. I grew up, you know, kind of watching Naruto, which has some of the best choreography as far as fight scenes. There is period. Um, So I always look for that when there's something that's mainly about fighting. Um, And they left us with so many good mysteries, man, as you know, you know, what's going to happen to the when the rest of the Yamada clan members show up? Are the ninjas still coming or they were they bullshitting about that? Is the elixir of life and Gabby Marl's wife real? Uh, <laughs> what's happening to Gabby Morrow's mind? You know what I'm saying? What are the other side effects for Tau? Um, and the drawbacks of it. And, you know, what are what are the, what are the characters going to do with Tau as they learn how to properly use it? Because they're all in the beginning stages of learning it. And it kind of seemed to me that there were like two different power systems um, within the show, which you don't get to see a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, Yuzuriha had some handle on her Tau, but the, it, it seemed like there were some other things going on. And, um, just having to look up uh, some of this show for you guys to explain some things on, on, you know, as we, as we speak. I've learned a couple more things that I probably shouldn't know at this point, but there's some <laughs> more things coming. <laughs> um, and I, I touched on the slander uh, of this show. And, I, you know, after I thought about it for a couple of weeks, it's, it's, it's kind of understandable because this was made by MAPPA and we didn't get to see that A++ animation from this show, but it was still really good. Um, It did what it needed to do. It served its purpose, but I'm really hoping that they kind of like uh, pick it up for the second season since I think it was overall well-received. And if you're going to criticize this show for anything, I guess it could be that that's maybe the weakest part, but it was still strong. And that's how I, that's why I think it's underrated Uh, when you're picking up the animation, which was good as the worst part of it. What does that say about the rest of the show? Um, and like, you know, when I'm looking at animation and, and the level of it, it's like, you know, does does it take away from the show or not? And it definitely didn't for me. There were some very beautiful moments, but I think, you know, they, they got some they got somewhere to go with it. And I'm very, very excited for the second season already. Well, the second core of the first season. That's all for me. I'm not going to beat the dead horse too much.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I guess I'll get into my second one, and it's... I'm not sure if I've talked about this a whole lot on the podcast, but it's uh, My Love Story with Yamada at level 999. So... 999. Damn, yeah, strong. Yeah. yeah, this dude is strong. Um, obviously, we're talking about like in a, like a MMO called uh, Forest of Savior. Uh, I'm going to give this show... Um, like a eight point five, uh, and by the way, I don't know if I rated my last show Oceanoko. I think it was. Uh, I'm 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 gonna say like a high eight on that, low nine. I'm okay. not sure if I rated it or not. I might have just rambled on. So. Are we
0: rating ours? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, I've been dropping ratings. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Let, let me let me let me squeeze these <laughs> motherfuckers in there. Uh, Villain Saga season two, eight point nine. Goat shit. Uh, oh, Hell's yeah. Paradise season one. Ah, 8.9. I'm not gonna give it a nine, but it's 8.9. Uh, okay, if they get the animation high. together, I, I, yeah, I'm the, this shit was dope, dog. Yeah, it was.
1: I was gonna put it on my list until you said you were doing it, so I didn't do it. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> you, dog, because I didn't
0: watch that much anime this last few months. Um, but yeah, okay, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry, I had to, I had to squeeze it in.
2: Yeah, 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 I, I totally forgot to rate mine last time, so um, GG's, uh, but yeah, um, with my love story of Yamada level 999. The Mal is setting around like a 7.86. I'm gonna hit it like an eight point five, like I said. Thirteen episodes. It's like a romance, um, with uh gamer themes. So interesting. Okay. SAL. Gotcha. Yeah, well no, they (laughs) they uh they don't really get like trapped in there, you know. It's just that's only one season though. Yeah. Well, I don't think that it's gonna go that route. So um but anyways, no, uh,
1: they only trapped oh, yeah. in the game for one season.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's it's sort of the same premise except like I said they don't get trapped in there, but they do go into that, you know, field of uh force the savior uh game and like uh like interact with each other in their like game versions, which is really cute, you know. Uh, but this this we follow Akane... Which is the uh, female main character as she's struggling to get over a recent breakup and scheming to get back at her ex? She plans to go to a Forest of Savior, the MMO that I was talking about, event um, that they actually used to play together. Her uh, boyfriend got her into this game and they started playing together. And then he dumped her for another girl that played Forest of Savior too. So she got dumped for somebody in the game, you know. Damn!
1: Uh, Heartless. Yeah, so, uh,
2: absolutely brutal. <laughs> so she she plans on getting back at her ex at this uh, convention or event for this Forest to Save your game, and she actually runs into a member of her new guild there because obviously she joined a guild, another guild that her boyfriend wasn't in, and she runs into a, a member of her new guild there and asks him to pretend that he is her boyfriend. And to make her ex jealous because he sees her he sees him there with his new girl, you know, so obviously she wants to make him a little bit jealous, you know, hey, look, I'm with this you know pretty hot guy, you know, but he don't <laughs> know that she's just your ass. Him, so yeah, yeah,
1: she's at level nine 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 now
2: <laughs> but what she doesn't know is that Yamada, which is the dude that is in her guild, and that she randomly come across. And you know, got a, got him in this situation. He's actually a very famous um uh professional gamer that plays like FPS games and you know, he's obviously level nine hundred and ninety nine in Force the Savior. So like he's a like a gamer gamer, you know. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend, the ex boyfriend is just like, no way, bro. That's Yamada, you know. <laughs> It's like, uh, it works, you know, she, she don't understand the hop around Yamada, but, uh, her plan works. So that's good. Cool. Yeah. So we just basically follow their interactions, her interactions with the new guild. And there's like a lot of cute moments. And, um, uh, Yamada is basically like your stoic, um, uh, not really sure how to interact with, uh, females and other people. Um, because all he does is play games, you know he's just your normal gamer, you know, he don't really know how to uh let his emotions out and have normal conversations and stuff like that so but it, we just followed that uh whole storyline and and it was like a underrated show at the beginning, and then um, I was telling the boys that you know I had skip and Loafer. Over like pretty high to top uh, at the beginning of the day, spring season, and my love story Yamada just like overtook it about halfway through the season, and stayed there like it, it was just that good. So, but yeah, nice,
1: nice. Sounds like another show I wouldn't watch.
2: <laughs> it's I mean, dance being the, brutal. Akane, yeah, is I just, I'm not a romance. I'm just dude.
0: fucking with you, dude.
2: Well, you, you, you were saying kind of, you know, you wanted, uh, like grown, more grown up top things. Connie's actually in college. Um, she's like a first year in college. So she's a little bit older and I think Yamada is in the last year of high school, which kind of got some flack, but I think they're only a year apart. So that's fine, like, you know, and he's a gamer. So like, I, I feel like. You know, this there's a lot of relatable just, things. So. Yeah,
1: this is one. I mean, I like SAO. Yeah. it's probably kind of similar in the storytelling. So I could probably enjoy this.
2: It's got a lot of funny uh, moments, too. Like, I find myself laughing because they do that little uh, uh, weird uh, art style, like the fluffy faces and, you know, uh, kind of like uh, Full Metal does, I think, roughly. Okay. So, all, like right, the all right. Chibi style or whatever you want to call it. So. Nice.
1: But, yeah. Cool. Sweet. So my next show on the list, which is probably, I'm going to say my favorite show of Spring 23 is uh, Tengoku Daimakyo or Heavenly Delusion. Uh, this is a Hulu exclusive. So if you got Hulu, I 1000% recommend you check out this show uh, on Mal. It's got an 8.23. So the plot basically goes 15 years ago, disaster struck human civilization and now dangerous, man-eating monsters roam the ravaged lands, posing an existential threat to the remaining survivors. Among this turmoil, an isolated facility shelters children and nurtures them in peace. However, as a few among them find out about the world beyond, the narrow periphery of their nursery walls, the curiosity about it starts to grow. Meanwhile, in the outside world, young survivors Maru and Kiriko band together to search for a special place called Heaven, each for their own reasons, carrying past burdens and tragic secrets. The two hope to find answers to the cruelty that they have experienced in their lives and in the world, which remains in tatters. So this is potentially like one of the most captivating and like mysterious anime I've ever watched. Um, It's a, it's a fucking roller coaster. It's so fucking good. Like it, the storytelling is incredible. I mean, I don't Tyler, I even finished it yet. Right.
2: Yeah. I have finished it. So
1: it's a banger dude.
2: Yeah. It, uh, it, it leaves you with a lot of, like, a lot of questions, um, like, every episode you're left with, like, a lot of questions, just because everything they do is, like, unconventional, I I feel like, so.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, the interactions between the two main characters, Maru and Kiriko, are awesome. Uh, the monsters they fight are fucking terrifying. I mean, this is, (laughs) like, it's some pretty terrifying shit, I mean, um... For some reason, Kuriko has uh, the Kiro Beam, or whatever they call it, which is her gun <laughs> that can take these things down. But like, they spent half the time trying to find somewhere to charge the batteries for this gun. Yeah, the Kiro oh. Beam. See, yeah, see, yeah, the Kiro Beam, and you'll see it where like she goes to shoot the monster and it just shoots a dud and she's like, "Oh, I'm out of charge," and they're fucked. <laughs> but uh, they, they so keep on fun. saying in
2: it. They keep on saying it and they're like, uh, even though it's charged, it's still like a 50-50 shot if it actually works. So and they rely on it heavily.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the plot is kind of confusing. Uh, there was a couple of scenes I had to rewatch to really understand what was going on. But that doesn't take away from the story. The story is so captivating. Um, the story of the children in this facility it's fucking wild. Like the whole story is just insane, and I definitely recommend you check it out if you like like psychological horror thriller kind of movies. This is right up your alley. Um, and I'm giving this one an eight point two, so that, that is a fucking gas Daniel rating right there.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and it's, it's gonna hit like a low eight for me too. So very top good. notch. Very good. Top notch.
0: Okay. Um. So back to the dead horse with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to do one piece, uh, but you know, this is a continuous anime, uh, so I'm just going to do what like, I guess we would call the spring season with 1055 to 1068. Um, holy fuck, guys, dudes, dudes. They, we had some of the best one-piece episodes ever, at least to me, in the last 15, 13 episodes, honestly. Um, just to give you guys a quick recap. 1056, we saw the fight between uh, Law Kid and, and Big Mom start heating up. We got that great screenshot with all the different uh, uh, pretty colors and auras. Uh, they, they It got to the point where they were actually doing a good job with them. I was ragging on them when we first started this show um, about how it just looked like DBC with a bunch of yelling and, and colors. <laughs> um, and then you come back a few episodes later, uh, with 1060. And we got some uh, Zoro backstory where it you know, goes back to the East Blue and his home. And we got some Inma backstory as well. Uh, I thought that was pretty gas. And then uh, <clears throat> we they see brought some... up
1: They brought up my favorite One Piece villain.
0: Who that? Down D Stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> Um, and then we got Sanjay defeating Queen, which was, I mean, uh, that one was called Strike of an Ifrit, uh, episode 1061. Uh, come on, boys. Come on, boys. That was amazing. Um <laughs> And then we had Zoro defeating uh King in uh 1062. Some people were saying that was one of the best anime fights, period. Like ever. Um I don't know if I can disagree with that. Honestly. I can't yeah it's i can, I don't know if i can fucking disagree it's, with that shit it's top 10 for sure yeah oh easily top 10 um mm. and uh wow uh the, the animation during that the, even the sounds where i was impressed uh i i do value sound when it comes to anime like fire force has some of the best uh sounds and and this the audio was crisp it's very crisp it felt heavy um And then we also got that King and Kaido backstory. I always, I mean, I mean, one piece always does a great, great job with that. And then they, they, they hit another banger with that. And then with some comic relief in episode 1062 with, uh, the drunken dragon, uh, Bauga and, um, Kaido just crying and having his fucking mood swings was, was, it was fucking hilarious. We, I think we (laughs) needed that in the show at the time too, because we just got so many good fights. There was a lot of heavy backstory. Um, Sanji was just worried about his whole demeanor changing and his 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 heart being uh, taken over um and then after that you know we got 1066 and 1067 which included my favorite sequence from law with him kind of like moving around using his devil fruit and room so much i had been waiting for him to do something like that since i'd seen his power uh years and years ago at this point um so i was i was really impressed with it and mm-hmm. uh
2: shout out to Henry though like he done he done a banger episode banger job on that episode making making that sequence you know
0: yeah our American boy really showed up for us right there um he earned his spot to direct that episode and he definitely definitely you know earned his stripes right there and uh one thing I do want to say uh it used to be when I was first watching One Piece um you know I think it's several years ago at this point Damn, I'm getting old. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> it used to be my favorite episodes were like when the straw Hats weren't in the middle of any battles. They were just kind of riding around being novice pirates, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to eat or where they're fuck, the fuck they're going, trying to you know figure out their log posts and whatnot. And now we, like, we get to see them be, you know, like these A plus top tier, you know, world government challenging pirates. And for a long time, I was scared that I was losing that. Uh, because I said that, you know, like I said, that, that's my, that was my favorite part of the show. And they've transitioned so flawlessly to what it is now. It's, I think it's changed a lot, but it's still great. Um, I don't think there's many other shows that could pull that off uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and, but it's still, it still never lost itself. It changed, but it was still to its core the same thing. Um, I'm going to try to put a fucking rating on this man. Uh, just just the spring uh, portion of One Piece. Yeah, from ten sixty six to ten sixty eight. Um, with it with it having some of the best fights of the show. Um, I don't, I can't really rate it lower than Bin Lasaga in Hell's Paradise. I, I just like out of, out of respect, I can't do that.
1: That'd be pretty bad if you did, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the, no,
0: the I, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I'm gonna have these last thirteen episodes. I'm gonna have to give them a nine four. Um, that's that's. Probably the highest rating you're gonna see me give anything on this show, at least for you know the time being, until next season. (laughs) (laughs) I will see, dog. I don't know exactly what's coming, but we'll see. Uh (laughs) We're gonna find out, buddy. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it just had, it just, it was so good. It was so good. The 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 story deepened. We're starting to figure some things out. Uh, I I kind of do know what's coming, to be honest with you, boys. Uh,
1: But. Yeah, yeah, if it, you don't live on under on. a rock, you know what's coming.
0: Yeah, but come on. it like, it was, it was. This is some of the best One Piece I've seen in a long ass time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like One Piece for me is probably like a 9.1, and this was like a 9.4, 9.5, so I definitely see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you, it, anything piece. less than a knot is fucking disrespect for what they've been doing lately. Cool.
1: Yeah. Um, All right, Tyler, you want to get us to your last
0: one?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, my last one is Skip and Loafer, or Skip the Loafer. Uh, it can be translated either way, I think. Um, I'm gonna give it a low eight and that is basically on par with Mal, with it setting it like an eight point one six. It's a twelve episode uh signing romance. Um What does that mean? Uh signing is like for older older uh audience, you know. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, like shown in and showing and sending or signing yeah. or whatever it is. Got it, and, got it. Yeah, it's just for your like uh older I would say teens, honestly, like, a 16 to 16 plus probably if you wanted to rate it something. So, um, uh, but anyways, we followed the lives and like relationships of two first years, um, uh, Mitsumi, which is a small town girl with big dreams of getting into the political field in hopes of helping her community in the future. I so thought you were gonna say
0: big tits. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was waiting for it.
2: you got like that, you know. So
0: shame. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
2: I crossed this one off my list. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably wouldn't like it anyways. So, uh, it's it's not an insomniac's type. You know what I mean. So, uh, but basically, she wants uh She's from the country, you know, a small country uh, side uh, community, and she goes to um the big city and a, a prestigious school at that so she's done with like the old country school and she's going to a high class prestigious school now in the big city which is like hours and hours away from home so she's struggling to adjust you know to that kind of pace especially living out in the middle of nowhere you know how her dialect is different like she's struggling all around uh to you know be get accomplishments done, um, in her dreams of being, getting into the political field. Uh, she wants to be like, you know, student council, you know, she wants to be like, uh, move up the ranks of that. And she just finds it hard to do all that. So, but she also meets Shima there, um, a friendly first year, uh, guy. And he's also got some struggles going on, um, mostly with his past and like his old friends, from, uh, like elementary school or, uh, whatever it is in Japan that you would call that. Um, uh, but like he was a famous child actor when he was younger and he's tried to hide that away and get away from that. And that way he can forget about it. Cause things took a turn for the worse. Um, um, and stuff like that. I'm not. We're really not sure why, but like it hit on it a little bit and he's just struggling with all that. And they meet each other and he's more like the carefree laid back uh, with a dark side past, you know, that mystery that we don't really know about. And, and mid to me is like, you're happy, you go lucky, nervous about stuff, uh, writes in a notebook type shit, you know, so it's just their relationship together. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was like a a chill vibe, um, happy sunshine type shit. You know what I mean? So nice. That's all I got for it. What do you? Uh, what are you, uh, you? It heard? was a it was a low eight. Okay, so right on par with what Mal thought. So
1: okay, sweet. And my last show is it's it's Gundam. It's got to be Gundam. I'm the Gundam guy. uh so my last show i really enjoyed from the season is witch for mercury part two um i didn't really vibe with the first season this too much but they just cranked it up to 11 and brought a lot of the gundam things i know and love back into it Mm -hmm. so uh basically the the season picks up where season one or part one left off i don't know what the hell they're calling it um so there was like a brutal terrorist attack at one of the plants where they build the mechas, and uh that left uh there's two main characters There's a bunch, but the two main ones are Miorne and Suleta. And Miorne's father was like the CEO of this massive conglomerate of, you know, uh, mobile suit manufacturers. And he was injured in it, like basically dying. So she was at there. Suleta goes back to school, is in a duel. And all of a sudden, there's a terrorist attack. Uh, Two members of the Donna Fold, which is a terrorist organization, uh, infiltrated the school and basically blew up one of these duels and started just killing students left and right, destroying buildings, you know, like good old Gundam, like, loved it. Um, and there was a big point of this, uh, Sutletta's mother, Prospera, is actually trying to do this crazy-ass thing called Quiet Zero, which is going to, like, I don't want to get into too much details so but basically it's going to end all wars, according to her. And she recruits Mjornay to basically make this happen. Um... The first season, like I said, it didn't really feel like a Gundam. It felt more slice of lifey with like Gundam fights thrown in here and there. Uh-huh. But uh, they really turned it up in the second season. The pacing was fantastic. The episodes flowed really well. Uh, the only thing I didn't really like is they like brushed on the political side of Gundam, which is really important usually. Yes. But they didn't dive into it too much. So I would have really? liked to see a little more of that.
0: Yeah, they talked
1: about the strife between space and Earth. And, you know,
0: that's usually like one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in Gundam.
1: Yeah, it is the key plot, but they kind of yeah. they brushed on it. They didn't go too much into it. So I was kind of like, eh, I want more of that. But the fucking Gundam fights were awesome. Like they were top notch. The duels were fantastic. Uh, one, thing, one thing I loved about this is all the characters were super fleshed out by the end. And you saw a lot of I don't want to say like betrayal or any of that, but you saw a lot of flipping sides. Classic Gundam right there. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot of people really find who they are and their determination. So like that. Um, the ending could have been a little better. Um, the ending was good, but, um, you know, it's Gundam. Somebody's supposed to die. That's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I got to agree with that. Spoiler, yeah. nobody dies. Shame.
2: Oh, that's good. Ah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I'm giving this uh, Mal had it at an 8.04, and I'm giving it a 7.3. Uh, it was, the second season was really good, and it, it kind of picked up the first season and brought it to a higher level in my eyes.
2: So this is one of the meccas that uh, uh, Dan and a few others have been trying to get me to watch because it is more slice of life. Uh, I think I'm actually going to try to watch it soon. So they said something about a uh, best girl being in it, some redhead. So I'm Suweta? down for that. Yeah,
1: I didn't so, think they are giving her best girl, but that's just my opinion.
2: <laughs> I mean, redheads, you know, I don't know. She's no, zero, she's, no I mean, she's no zero. My man's got a weakness.
1: She's no zero two. That's all I'm gonna say
2: red pink you know it's going down over here so <laughs> awesome <laughs> sir, well, guys, that. Sir.
1: god damn it
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, moving
1: on yes, moving on yes. Moving on. uh that's some of us just recapping some of our favorite th- shows from spring uh 23 so again if you guys had a show we haven't watched it or something like that jump in the discord let us know we'd love to check it out as long as it's not a romance for me. But Tyler would love to watch that.
2: Yeah. And let <laughs> me know, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got a romance with mechas and fighting. I'll I'll check that out. <laughs> I did. I was traveling in the Bronx. I checked that one out. That was great.
2: Yeah, I love that one. So
1: Awesome. Um, Tyler, you want to get us going on our next topic?
2: Yeah, yeah. So our next topic is called Teach Us, Sensei. And this is basically um, uh, what it boils down to is our favorite life lessons. That we have learned from anime, Uh, most anime have a theme or two, and can be much deeper than they appear. So, with us having watched so much anime, we decided to open up and tell you what we've actually learned from these shows, besides like boxing, you know. So, uh, I guess y'all, do y'all want me to go ahead and start with it?
0: Yeah, go for it. Yeah, knock it out, brother.
2: So, my themes is gonna be more of like a lighthearted kind of themes um from mob psycho one hundred. Y'all know I really like mob psycho and Reagan, so um got a really big uh uh crush on them. I get the yeah. anime is so, or um, Reagan, maybe possibly. And neither so, of them sir, neither podcast.
1: Of, <laughs> neither of them have red or pink hair, dude. What are you doing? Yeah Yo, what what's uh, it's the
2: personality, right
0: bro? <laughs> Reagan. He fell in love <laughs> with the personality. <laughs>
1: Of a shiesty ass <laughs> motherfucker.
2: <laughs> but basically, um, what I'm gonna say is, you know, mob, mob kind of taught us that, like, even even if you're like the strongest person in the world, or even you know, it can be it can be looked at a bunch of different ways. Strongest, smartest, you know, most athletic. Like you can look at it, if you're if you're the top dog you know, the most richest, um, or it'd be richest, but, uh, all this applies, but basically just be humble, always be humble and treat everyone kindly, you know, and mob does a really good job at this because he, he can like devour the world in one go. Like he has the power to do it and he doesn't like he, he believes that he, yeah, uh, he believes in not using his power you know unless he absolutely has to um a lot of people you know they want to like overuse their strengths um that they have that they're you know strong with like money you know smart but you don't really have to do that you know um uh I feel like most time you can get away with not doing it and live a better life so if you're not you know trying to Uh, treat people different and have a big ego, I guess you can say and stuff like that. So, and Mob definitely does not have a big ego. Like he's, if you, if you looked at him, you'd be like, bro, this dude's just a weird kid who, uh, can't do anything. So basically, and he's just hiding it. So, um, but you, you know, you, you basically never know what another person is going through. and, Uh, you know, if you treat everyone, you know, nice and, uh, kindly, you know, you can make someone's day, you know, pretty easily by doing it, especially if they're going through a hard time. So, but, and then we get on the other side of the, uh, spectrum over here with what Reagan teaches us and it's fake it till you make it, baby (laughs) scam central. (laughs) And if there's one thing I did learn from Reagan, other than you know, fake it till you make it, and just you know, bullshit your way out of everything, uh, he really teaches you how to not fall for scams and pyramid schemes because he is the epitome of scams and pyramid schemes. So, uh, yeah, I, I check
0: I, your peoples. <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, that's two pretty, uh, you know, good life lessons. I thought that uh, came out of Mob Psycho, which is a kind of more of a lighter, lighter anime. So, um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, too, because you said Mob taught us that. But a lot of those things are ideals that Reagan instilled in him, you know, yeah, and true. Reagan was a great sensei to Mob and you, you see it carry over in Mob's character. So,
0: oh, 100 percent.
2: I but agree I, with that. But some of some of them, you know, um, it was it was his ideals too, especially you know. Uh, but I think that Reagan kind of uh, made him believe that it was, uh, like himself. Like Reagan kind of made him believe that Reagan was telling him to do this stuff. But I think Mob was actually that way in the beginning. You know what I mean? Very mob true. was just that type of person that you know needed someone to say, hey you need to do this even though he was going to do it anyways he still needed that person to say that usually yeah
0: so. definitely understood understood cool so uh, my uh favorite life lesson um i i kind of learned from uh cowboy bebop uh way way back in the day um i don't remember where i actually originally saw this um but to me cowboy bebop is a tragedy about like the past and and, and, and existentialism, uh, which is a kind of the belief that you know you're responsible for creating your own purpose and like your own meaning in life. It's down to the individual, and I do think that's very important. And it's also I think it's also about self liberation, which all of our characters don't succeed in doing in the show uh, because you know the the main characters they're the definition of a ragtag team. Um, but the thing that they have in common is that. They are all, you know, frozen at one point in their, from their past, right? They focus on it. It's like a core part of their personality to themselves. And I think what Cowboy Bebop lets, you know, there's two, two things that it teaches us. is like, you know, let go of the past, but don't run from it. You have to acknowledge it to be able to move on from it. And then the, also thing, the other thing is like, you know, finding your own meaning in life. And going back to my first point about letting go of the past, but not running for it, you know, it's a big, a big thing is, like, you know, your past doesn't have to de- define who you are. Um, and I think that's very true in real life. Uh, you know, what you did yesterday or years ago doesn't have to be who you are. You get to determine what you're going to be today. You can form new habits. Um, you, can, you can be better. You can always be better. And that's something you should be striving for, you know. That's how I lived my life. And, you know, but you do have to grow from your past. You have to acknowledge it first. Didn't say, you know, that never happened or, you know, I didn't do that. Um, and we see Spike, he couldn't move beyond his own past. And he, he kind of put himself in a lot of danger and made his friends worry about him for that for, uh, because of that. And then, uh, with Chet, you know, his, his former girlfriend, uh, kind of like left him randomly. And it, it was still weighing heavy on his mind. Um, even like a, it was like seven years or a decade later. And, um, uh, and in one episode like it kind of causes him to try to save her and she de- and in the end it's really sad because she doesn't need saving she's like you know <laughs> i have my own life uh, i know what i'm doing and in the end like he kind of like wakes up and he, because he's be able to move he's able to move like beyond that he starts living like a a better life and that's kind of where the anime ends for him um, but faye is is, I think someone that almost everybody can identify with. If you, if you feel like you you missed something in your past, or something like, like that and trying to find like a new meaning in your life. Um, and if you haven't seen the show, you know, throughout the whole series, like she's looking for her, for like she, her for, forgotten past. And once she remembers where she's from, she finds enough clues to figure out where she's from physically. Um, and there's like a video from, her childhood and she was like a cheerleader. and She's like, Oh, I'm figuring out who I am. And then she goes back to that place. And there's one person left and she's super old and she hardly remembers her, but there's nothing else there. And I think that kind of like set her free. And I think that's why you can't really focus too much on your past. You got to be looking at the horizon instead of behind your back. There's nothing back there. Um, you know, so she no longer has the search. So she's free now. She's free to determine what the rest of her life will be. She's looking forward and looking at the possibilities in her life. Um, Cowboy Bebop is a 26 episode anime, um, and I think the reason it's so timeless to people is because it's it's very very. You can take a lot from it. It kind of portrays life as it is. You know, there's no real evils in a normal person's life. There's no real 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 like pure good thing. It's just all gray or, or it can be gray. Um, so I, that's what I really like about it. You know, each episode is like its own journey, but it's teaching you the same thing over and over again, even with the main characters, the side characters. And I think it's beautiful that way. And I did learn a lot from it. And I, and I hope if you haven't watched it, you will because it, it, it's wonderful. Uh, I know Dan, you've watched it. You, I think both of you have watched it. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. Banger. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fucking masterpiece.
0: It really I mean, is. It really is.
2: Spike is one of my favorite characters of all time, bro. And and uh, uh, I, I'm forgetting Faye. You know, Faye is you know one of batty. the best girls. You know, she's a like like Dan just said, baddie, bro. Like <laughs> she's just a baddie. Uh, so I'm down with and Jed. He he's hard, bro. You know, he's, he's hard as hell. He really he's is. And he's
0: a fucking writer. Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking writer. So. But yeah. Leave your past in the past, guys. Focus <laughs> on your future, goddamn. Time to move on. Yes, yes. You're not in high school anymore, boys. <laughs> All right. Well, go uh, ahead, it's, Dad.
1: it's about to get a lot lighter. That was very deep. And um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't dive that deep into it. So I actually decided to pick uh, two shows from my childhood. That I learned a lot from because you know I think that part of this has turned me into the person I am. So obviously I'm starting with Pokemon. Uh, the Pokemon anime was something I watched every fucking day as a kid, and even just playing the games, you know, you learn a lot about how to strategically approach situations. Um, one thing that I think that the recent Pokemon anime did really well is that it showed that you don't have to be the strongest to be the best. So, we actually reviewed and recapped the fight of Ash versus Leon for, the, for all the marbles um, a couple last month.
2: Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. It seems like it was last month, but it could have been a month before, honestly.
1: And if you want to check that out, it is on Netflix now. So, they've added the entire rest of the season to Netflix. Oh, um, nice, nice. So, you, you can watch it not uh, in Canada like we did, <laughs> wink, wink, not nod. nod. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, So, I mean, if you watch like that, I think the fight with Leon and Ash just signifies this really well. Um, Obviously, Leon is a stronger trainer than Ash, but Ash thinks off his ass and does the craziest moves, like, you know, strategies and everything else to Mm -hmm. defeat Leon. So it's, you know, those things like you don't have to be the best, but the strongest, sorry, but to be the best, you need to approach life with strategy find weaknesses and strengths in your enemies or your situation and kind of tackle that. So I think that's something that like you can carry on to a lot of things. I mean, weaknesses and strengths is something that you should look at yourself for all the time. And as funny as it is, you know, we've all got our type advantages and disadvantages. So.
2: Very true.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's funny to think about because
0: it's a kid show. Uh, The next strategy is everything, my guy.
1: Definitely, man. So the next show I got just like Pokemon, you know, throwback of throwbacks i got digimon (laughs) digital monsters throwing it back boy okay uh so two big things uh from that show that really just stood out to me i mean it's been a long ass time since i've watched the the adventures of the digi destined but uh facing your fears will help you grow so if you ever get in an uncomfortable situation or a situation where you're afraid of the outcome push through see what's going to happen it could be better for you Um, And that's something you see every day in life. You know, if you're looking at getting a new job, buying a house, anything like that, as you know, you guys are getting older or young listeners or older listeners. who have been through this. I mean, these are all things that help you grow as an individual. And then the other thing you really pick up from Digimon is teamwork. Make the dream work, baby. You know, (laughs) if those, it really does though. Yeah. I mean, if those kids didn't work together, they were all fucked. Big time. (laughs) (laughs) And you see it in some—I can't remember his name—but the uh, the blonde boy, uh, you know, he's kind of like, I don't want to work with you guys. You know, you're all fucking whatever. Like, I'm gonna go off my own. And then he comes back to the team after, and you know, they they save the digital and the real world. So, see that. And then finally, for my last ones, I have One Piece. Uh, the first lesson I've learned from One Piece is fuck the government.
0: Hey, hey, they' out hey. <laughs> hey,
1: to get you, regardless of it. Don't <laughs> trust anybody. <laughs> And that the IRL one piece is your friends all along, everybody. That's, that's my, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. The
2: whole show shit far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's all I really got, man. I didn't dive to, I didn't, I did not do a deep dive into the existentialism of Pokemon and Digimon.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> bro, somebody's got to do it, bro. Somebody's got to do it. Did you, Hold uh,
2: there. did did you see, like, in, uh, this is off topic a little bit, but, um, Gojo referencing Digimon? Oh, Just yeah, I was
0: crying. <laughs> yes, yes, I did, actually.
1: So we can get him, we can let him get to Garurumon, but he can't get to War Garurumon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes!
2: <laughs> I didn't really understand the reference, you know, because I didn't really watch Digimon, so. Okay,
1: um, so that's like, you yeah. get to the second form, but you can't go all the way to the third form.
2: Yeah, I I, I was like, I'm sure Dan is, you know, over there, like, pumping the (laughs) air, you know?
1: (laughs) Dude, if you want to talk fucking anime references in an anime, just watch Gintama, because it is fucking insane.
0: (laughs) I've been getting so many Snapchats from this man. And I've been enjoying them, honestly. I need to find some time to watch this shit.
1: (laughs) There was one where it was like, they're trying to think of things for season two. And uh, one of the people literally is like, we should make uh, Gintama. Was it? Oh, dragon bleach piece it is literally just ripping off yes, one yeah, saw that bleach dragon Ball, and I was like, yes, <laughs> it's so fucking funny, I mean, if I could have put that on my spring recap because I'm watching it the spring, it would have been above every one of those shows. It's like a fucking <laughs> eight point five nine for me right now. It's so yeah, good,
2: okay, I mean, there's a reason why it's you know top ten mal uh, you know of uh, like they got some Gintama has so many uh um, series like uh, seasons up there in like the top ten, top fifteen of Mao. So it's it's oh. crazy.
1: It's incredible, and it's still only a four point three aspect. I'm like sixty episodes in. I'm like I can't wait for widescreen. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a point in the show, I guess, because I googled when does it go to widescreen. And they're like, yeah, from episode 100 to 150, they start making fun of their producers because they're still not in widescreen yet. And I'm like, that's so fucking Gintama. That's perfect. That's so fucking really, <laughs> oh, so, The whole show is like, they know they're in an anime. It's fucking fantastic.
2: So it takes 150 episodes to go to, you know, uh, standard uh, format now? So Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, it takes a while, but it doesn't take anything away from this show.
2: No. I've I've watched plenty, bro, of uh, in, like weird-looking shit, so...
1: It yeah but awesome
0: um i think we're good here right
2: yeah um
0: yeah I'm, I'm done with my philosophy so
2: yeah so i guess you know maybe uh rate the podcast if y'all haven't um we need some <laughs> more ratings you know let's <laughs> do some self promo here before we end it
1: <laughs> yeah uh rate the podcast join the discord go like all our youtube shorts and tiktoks and um tell me i look pretty
0: yeah you look pretty dan thank you you. hawaii (laughs) cute
1: (laughs) i know that one well guys we appreciate you hanging out and listening to this week's anime dj's podcast hope you guys had a good time checking out the weekly rundown on tuesday as well if you didn't get a chance go back and give it a listen we're starting spring 2020 or summer 2023 and we're watching some bangers uh, Linktree.com slash anime gjoins to check out our socials, join the Discord, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. All right, guys. Peace.
2: Later.